0: Hi, this is Jackie and this is Tana and you're listening to the finding love in the chaos of life podcast
1: This podcast dives into stories both yours and ours on finding peace and non-resistance with life's challenges and chaos
0: Let us inspire and support each other on our journey towards inner peace as we open our stories to the perspective of love
1: Let's dive in
0: Hi, everyone. I'm so excited today to tell you that we have our first guest on our podcast, Finding Love in the Chaos of Life. And it's none other than the amazing Davina Swisanka, all the way from Durban, who's going to be sharing an amazing story with us today about a fear that she faced and taking on change and what it means to deal with change when you are working from an integrated spirit and bring that forth into something that you need to do or want to do in your life to bring about a significant change as you face your fears. So let's first say, hi Davina, how are you doing today?
1: Hi Jackie, thank you so much for having me on today, um, I'm good, I'm a bit nervous but yeah, I'm good and I'm excited to share my story. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. thank
0: you for having me on. It's so wonderful to have you and to make time available to be on the show and so that our audience can listen to your story. Um, so I'm just going to share a little bit of background, you know, the conversation that we are having at the moment on this podcast is dealing with change and often, often when we've got to deal with change, you know... Change comes in various forms. We either have a planned change, something that we want to deal with. Sometimes we feel we have to deal with it, you know, and that can um, even trigger our anxiety more. And then we have Mm -hmm. change. There's things that happen in our life that we don't expect, you know, there's um, and I'm going to use the word just now when, you know, Devina shared with me that she had an irrational fear. But, you know, something that we don't necessarily understand, something that came to us that was unexpected. Um, and how we respond to our fear, how we respond to change in our life is always the tricky situation. And what this podcast is all about is dealing with with our spirit, surrendering to spirit, um, our individual spirit, so that we can connect with universal wisdom, and then bring about the change in our body, mind, and soul that allows us to thrive. So I'm not going to speak much more because I want to share that there was a, it was a random day uh, a few weeks ago (laughs) where (laughs) I had put a post up on my social media platform that said Feeling fear is natural, letting it stop you is a choice. And I love it when I get feedback from, you know, my followers or from the people that are as passionate about this work. And I came home to this message and I'm going to read it and then Davina's going to share the story with with you. She said she has an irrational fear of driving on highways or freeways and that today she had psyched herself up, prayed and took a chance and drove on one of the major highways. And then she celebrated that she came back and survived. She came home, saw this post on her timeline, and thanked us for make, for having this amazing platform. And this platform is a platform for all of us where we can share our stories or our questions. So Davina, I want you to share with the audience, um, tell us what happened that day when you woke up and tell us a little bit of background as to why you've had this fear and why you feel it is irrational.
1: Um, thank you, Jackie. Uh... Well, um, I've always been a driver. Uh, I've never had that fear. But over the years, I think with life experiences and then having children, um, that's when I think my anxiety started uh, becoming more to the forefront after Mm -hmm. having kids. But I think that's natural with all moms or all parents. But um, I cannot explain how it just escalated to the point where I wasn't able to sit in the vehicle and drive on, the, on a freeway or a highway. Having my children in the vehicle with me, I cannot uh, predict what the next driver is going to do if they're going to come into my lane or accelerate. And I think that fear of not knowing the other driver, what the other drivers are going to do, put me in a state of panic. And that brought me to a standstill where I was crippled and could not drive on highways and freeways. Mm. And um, I got frustrated with myself. I got angry with myself. Mm. And uh, I didn't like that part of me because I could do it for years. And why now? I, I just can't. And even when I did try, um, while driving, my anxiety would take over to the point where my vision was impaired. I would mm. see white light. Oh, I would have to pull off to the side of the road, breathe, calm down, or. Uh, phone a friend, phone my dad or somebody, <laughs> because I was in a panic state. Um, but then one day, I, I needed to drive. I needed to just get out of my fear. I was fed up, if, if, if I can say that. I was frustrated with myself and fed up with myself. And I said, you know what, David, I know you can't do this. You're like 41 years old. You've got two kids that look up <laughs> to you. You cannot allow this fear to control your life anymore. So it, I got up in the morning. I spoke to my kids, and I have awesome kids. And they, the three of us, we, we had a little chat. And I psyched myself up. And um, I'm, I'm very spiritual. I'm a spiritual being, so I, I prayed to the universe. I prayed to God. I, I, I prayed for myself, and I, I took the chance. I psyched myself up. I, I chanted uh, in my head. I started the vehicle. And I did
0: it. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. I, was,
1: it, it, I will not lie. It was nerve-wracking. I was trembling throughout the entire time. Um, I was perspiring. My heart rate was up. <laughs> but I stayed focused. I, I Every time where I could feel, I was losing a little bit of control in the sense that I, I was just spiraling. Mm-hmm. I would center myself again, focus on... Uh, I was, the song that was playing in the car, one of my favorite songs, I had playing, and I was chanting, and I just looked forward, and I just drove, and I drove all the way through to Amshlanga and back. Mm,
0: unbelievable!
1: Um, <laughs> I, I never uh, uh, met an accident, and nobody smashed me. I came <laughs> home. I was like, I survived! I survived! <laughs>
0: And of course, I then responded and said, no, honey, you didn't survive. You thrived. <laughs> and you yeah, loved that. I hey?
1: read that. I read that you, you got me into tears. I started bawling because I didn't even see it in that way until you mentioned it. I didn't see it as thriving. I just took it as surviving. And that, just reading those words that I was thriving, actually gave me more confidence. And it, it settled me to say, you know, I did a good thing. I did the right thing. So thank you, Jackie. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your platforms. I appreciate all that you've done for for all all, all your followers, including myself. And um, reading your posts and following you is is what helped guide me and and find the steps in order to
0: push me to
1: overcome that fear. And I thank you and may you be blessed for what you have given me and shown me. Uh, Thank you so much, Jackie.
0: But you know, Davina, that's the thing, is that we're continually learning from each other through our shared experiences by sharing our stories. And I'm going to go into your story a little bit, but I'm just going to share two things with you. I have a young woman that I call my daughter. And, um, you know, I've helped raise her with her mother. And she's come from you know, um, a township from an underprivileged background. And she's been in my life for, I think, 22 years since she was six. And she graduated from university three years ago. I'm very proud of her. She does very meaningful work. um, Now, you know, she graduated with her social social work degree. And it took three years, three years for her to get a job. And she's now doing work um, where she, you know, takes care of, um, you know, it's childcare, looking after children that are, are hurt or abused or, or you know, are not being taken care of by their families. And, you know, she yeah. was telling me a story about how she had to go to court, you know, this week with, um, to represent her, her client. Um, and what it meant for her. And she's only had this job for two months. And we, and she was sharing with me about her fears that she had over the years of not um, finding a job. I've watched the pain that mm. she went through where she had to work in call centers and she was teaching me again everything as your story has taught me. And I'm going to go back to where you came to me this week. And I was listening to her and I, because, you know, some of my fears have been coming up lately. And I had an anxiety attack on Wednesday. And I thought, you know, I talk about this work all the time. I share this work all the time. But it's through oh. the stories like you that you've shared and that Seathler shared with me yesterday that keeps me on track is realizing that this human condition that we travel with in body, mind, soul, and spirit, it's when we're vulnerable. It's when we actually oh. listen. It's when we actually hear other people's courage. And so I had this terrible anxiety attack on on Thursday and having, you know, had multiple traumas in my life, I suffer from PTSD. And suddenly this anxiety attack came out of nowhere again. And you know, the crazy thing was, it was the day that my podcast launched. I should have been celebrating. I should have had amazing feedback. I had people downloading it. The trailer had gone out. So I should have had all of these things to be happy about. And yet fear was hitting me. Now, I don't know what the actual trigger was. But what I did is I sat silently for three hours. I just sat on the chair. I did nothing. And I just let the anxiety be there. I dated my fear and that's what you did. That's what I love about what you did is you had the courage to date your fear. And you reminded me on Wednesday is just be with this fear right now, Jackie. Just sit with it. It will pass. And it takes courage to be that vulnerable to sit with your fear. So the thing, the things that. You know, and, and maybe you can comment in here, yeah, but what I loved is that you said is like sometimes you'd be on the road and you'd be panicked and you'd see white light and you couldn't do it. But where you accessed your courage to be vulnerable is like calling your father. What was something like that when you called and you you acknowledged your fear, you dated your fear. But that's I like to use the word you're dating your fear. I see you, but I don't want you to override. I'm going to turn for some support now. What would it be like if you phoned your dad?
1: Um. Well, if I phoned my my dad, he would. Um, he's not very understanding of <laughs> of, uh, of what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's also something that I appreciate and I'm so grateful for your platform. Mm-hmm. Is because I actually feel like I'm alone in this. Um, my family um, and friends do not understand the fear I have. Mm. or for driving on freeways and highways. So when I do phone my father, I do get an earful. <laughs> I will not drop <laughs> But he always pitches up. He will come and save, save me. So uh, whether he would drive out to me uh, or whatever, and just I will follow him home, back mm-hmm. home. But um, it is an inconvenience for him. My dad's in his 80s, so oh, wow. um, it's a lot to ask of him. Uh, but he's still, he's an awesome dad and he will still come and help me. But like I said, I will get an earful because he doesn't understand where I'm coming from. Mm. But that's okay with me. Uh, a lot of people do not understand this fear. Um, like I said, I I don't even understand it. Hence me, he's calling it an irrational fear. Mm. Mm. Um, so I do understand it. And, and yes, I like the way that you said that you, I dated my fear because mm. it is that. You know, I faced it head on mm. and um, I did accomplish what I wanted to do. It took me a while, yes, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I managed to overcome it.
0: And yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. And you know what I love about what you're saying? So, even though you know your father's going to maybe be a little hard on you, even though you know yeah. that your father doesn't understand, is that you still have the courage to go to people who have the ability to be love. So it doesn't matter what your father might be saying. You know that he'll pitch up for you. You know yeah. he doesn't understand and you know that he will access the courage to be love and come and fetch you and take you home and just, all right, you know, you're my daughter. I love you you need that and you can even be compassionate towards the fact that you know you say he's 80 and it's not ideal that he's out there but you're pitching up for each other and that's what I I also love about your story because this whole platform is finding love in the chaos of life and what that means is how do you be love how do you not actually um, respond to the fear and then become disabled which you know as I said on Wednesday I just sat for three hours but I knew that I had to sit with it to let it pass and what you yeah. did is you knew you had the fear, you noticed your judgments, you said you were very hard on yourself, you, you don't know why this is here, so it's all of that not knowing, going on the road of not knowing what other people are going to do, and that's actually the interesting thing in life, is we can never control what anybody else is going to do, yeah. and yet we yeah. will live in fear of it, which is, as you say, irrational. <laughs> but what you did, and which I absolutely loved, is you you looked at that fear You looked at it straight in the face. You said, I see you and I am surrendering you to prayer. I see you and I'm going to chant. I see you, but you are not going to decide for me how I move forward today. And so what's actually happening is when you take your question to spirit, God pitches up. There's no question. When you ask for God's help, God pitches up, which allows you then to bring the body and the mind and the soul. So what's happening over here is in body. As you said, you still notice some anxiety. You didn't let it debilitate you. You could see the anxiety. You could feel it. You could breathe into it and know that you'd surrender to fear. You could also see the story in your mind. I am scared of driving on highways, I am scared of driving on highways. But what happens is when we take our soul, when we work from spirit, you can take your soul and say, I can see what's going on in my mind, I can see what's going on in my body, and I can see my desire to run away or not take this on. And when we don't work from spirit, that's often when we need to survive, is when we just have to survive at times in our life. But why you would, why you would, Thriving and why I like to celebrate that you were thriving is that you were playing with it all the time. You were okay with the vulnerability of the fear. You were okay with anxiety in your body, and you did it anyway because God pitched up when you asked in prayer. That essence of the universe, that aspect of love, because this work is very much God is love, love for where you were at, love for the fear, love for the anxiety, love for the other drivers on the road, actually, I'm sure. Is yes. beautiful, beautiful. There's enough space for us <laughs> on the road. <laughs> I think it's so incredible. I think it's so awesome and I love your story. And you know, one of the things Tano, Tano said to me, you know, but our story, we've gone through deep dark stuff. Is is this um is this enough for our listeners? I said, this is perfect for our listeners because it's not just about the big stuff. This is huge for Davina. It's as big as someone going through so much. This is like central in her life as a theme. And Tana sat back and went, oh my goodness, you're right. And I said, no, no, no. Don't judge yourself, honey. I remember when I was in America and I had this friend and his daughter went through a bumper bashing at school and no cars were damaged. The cars were in the parking lot. They were barely going a kilometer an hour. And they went for trauma counseling. And I remember thinking, what is wrong with you? You know, why do you need trauma counseling for something so insignificant? But then I remembered the work of Viktor Frankl where he says, you know, our response to everything is a choice. But we must never judge someone else's trauma. The body is still responding from our point of reference. And that's what's so amazing is knowing that you can have anxiety around the smallest thing out and you can have anxiety around the biggest thing out. And I think sometimes, because you said sometimes your friends and family and community don't understand, we do live in, a, in, we do live in quite a hard environment in South Africa where we will e- excuse the small things. I'll hear people say, well, I was hijacked, but I wasn't killed. But they're not dealing with the trauma of the hijack. And so we tend to suppress it. We come from a culture of suppressing or being ashamed ashamed of anxiety and yet actually when we talk about it so whether it's a significant thing that's happening in your life which was significant for you being on a road having to contemplate other drivers you know and it is very natural when we have children um it's a very common thing that that we become more cautious so i love the fact that you shared that as well because a lot of mothers go through that and um just saying hang on this is my fear this is my anxiety I mean, I had no reason actually to be anxious on Wednesday. If I look my environment safe, I have a wonderful partner. He looks after me. But I had so much fear and anxiety about the work that I do. And am I good enough for it? And is my platform good enough? And am I helping people? And will it pay the rent? And actually, I'm completely safe. But anxiety took me out. Anxiety yeah. took me out for three hours. And So how long did anxiety take you out? How long did you stay off the highways?
1: Um say off the highway.
0: Yeah, how long were you not on the highways that you didn't? On the fa- highway,
1: uh, I would say years.
0: Years? Oh, amazing! Yes. And then yes. you stepped up. You just said enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, enough is enough. <laughs> I, I literally told myself, you know what, Davina? This is absolute nonsense. You were <laughs> driving on highways, freeways. I mean, manual or automatic vehicle, it never bothered me. Mm. Why now? No, stop it. Stop it, you cannot do this, because literally it crippled me. I wasn't able to do anything with my kids. They're growing up, and as a mom, I want to take them on adventures and explore mm. the beaches and whatever, and I couldn't go because mommy can't drive on the highway. And I didn't want to use that as a, an excuse or a reason to not um, enjoy life or or uh, give my children that, that luxury of enjoying the beaches. I mean, I'm in it. How could you not go to me? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, go up one morning
0: and, like, no, this is it. Maybe not. Just
1: do it. Do it. Let's do it. Do it. Do it.
0: You know, and and, and that that's the thing is when when our spirit keeps telling us we can, we can, we can, it is in our lower levels of self, our body, mind and soul, that it will press back. It's our ego hooks into those elements. The ego can't hook into your spirit. Because the spirit is just the pure energy of love and that's what connects you with God. And it kept saying to you, You can, this is nonsense, you can do it. And the ego will go, Oh no, but you're scared and stop you from doing it. But for whatever reason, There there comes a time where our spirit just says, and we often have it in a near-death experience where the spirit pitches up and you you see the other side and you see the power of of this connection. And it's hard to stay with it, but it is a practice. It is a practice of getting on your cushion, surrendering, prayer, meditation, all of these kind of things, chanting that bring us back to working with spirit and having the courage. Because what you're working with is not bravery. You're not putting your fear aside. Bravery, you actually have to put your fear aside. Courage is acknowledging the fear and moving forward despite the fear. Yes. And when we work with our spirit, when we work with God, integrated in our spirit, well, then courage is actually easy to access. And whether you knew it or not, so you know, the Dare to Be Love journey, if you go to the, my website, jackieburnett.com, to the FAQ, I have the day to be love journey. And Davina, you yes. might not know this, but you actually worked through all four steps on your own. And this, did, actually, you, yeah. you did, and I know I you, show. you looked at and it. And I, I, I sent it to you. It's <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> so amazing. It's so amazing. And oh, that, thank you, Jackie. Thank you. And, oh. and that's what I love about this work. And why I call it the step before self-help. You now have, the toolbox. You've seen yourself go through a conversation of fear, of a challenge in your life, and you brought full enlightenment to it. We all have the enlightenment toolbox inside us. It's not just the gurus out there, and it's why I talk about the aspect of being a spiritual revolutionaries. I'm not fully enlightened, but I've had enlightenment with moments in my life, and when I access my revolutionary mode, I can access my toolbox, and then redo it, and redo it. And therefore, I remember my mom saying, to me because I used to be quite angry I talk about it in my book sitting with my pain and my trauma and my PTSD and my fibromyalgia and yeah years later on she looked at me and she said Jacqueline because that's what she calls me Jacqueline how do you do it how do you stay so calm in these situations I said mommy you don't understand I mess it up a hundred times a day but at least I get it right more often than not and that's 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 what you've got to do is you've got to use this yeah. toolbox. You've got the Dare to be Loved journey in front of you. You know the steps. Anything else that you face in life, look at that. Go back to the story of when you were scared to drive on highways and what you did. And you can replicate peace and joy in your life over and over again. That's
1: so cool.
0: Yeah. I love the fact that I sent it to you, and that I just—I didn't want to say anything. I thought just read this, and you could see you did all the steps.
1: <laughs> I was quite surprised myself. Uh, yeah, it is thanks to you because um, your posts and w- whatever you, you post, uh, I follow, and it—it it resonates with me. It hits home for me, and um, it—I honestly believe it helped me build that courage. You know, so for mm-hmm. me to. Tell myself, Devina, let's do this. So it, it gave me that confidence and I, I like I said I'm very, very grateful. Um I just like to um, touch on something, maybe mm, please. to let you know and your listeners that um, when I recognized that I've got this fear, I started researching and I started asking my circle of, of friends and family that I'm with all the time. And Jackie, not one not one person could either relate or even understand where my fear is coming from. And I had no support. I had mm. none whatsoever. No one to say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Just try. Everyone was like laughing at me and like, oh, please, Devina, how can you be afraid of driving? But you drive, you got a license for years. I understand all of that. Hence, me saying it's an irrational fear. Mm. And because I felt alone and isolated in this fear, I shunned even more. I went oh, deeper and deeper into that fear. Goodness. And goodness. that is why for years I didn't drive. I didn't drive on the highways or freeways because of that. You know, feeling alone, feeling like there's something wrong with me mm. because nobody else understood where I was coming from. Mm. And following, following your post, reading your post gave me that encouragement. Um, my watching my kids grow also gave me that encouragement, and you know, for myself to look at myself mm-hmm. and say, you know what, this is not right. This is not who you are. This fear is irrational, and you are stronger
0: and better than this fear. Let's go. Oh, I love that stronger and better than the fear, and that's the thing: is what I refer to as the unhealthy ego. It hooks you into wanting to buy mm-hmm. into the story that that is irrational. Okay. But at the yeah. same time, as much as it you could see the sense of it in your mind that it was irrational, your body was feeling it. And I love the fact that you had this compassion for your body. So despite the internal conflict that was going on in terms of this is irrational, you allowed yourself to feel nervous. You allowed yourself to feel anxious. Yeah. And you actually allowed yourself to acknowledge that you felt alone. You tried to reach out to people. And, you know, okay. it's one of the things that anxiety a lot of people you know, feel very alone. They feel people don't understand. But you went deeper. And, you know, I, I want to say that I remember having one of my first serious anxiety attacks. I was doing my, my, my MBA and I had to write a, um, a stats test. And I had this massive anxiety attack and the only thing I could write on the paper was my name, nothing else. I handed in a blank paper. And of course I got zero. And I knew that I would have to get 98% to get a pass if yeah. for the next for the next paper because you know they accumulate your marks and I went and spoke mm-hmm. to my my lecturer Merle and she was so amazing and I didn't even know that I'd been suffering with anxiety years before but I'd been responding from anxiety to various things out of anger frustration feeling confused and she Helped me realize, and I always thought I was like the strongest person out. People always say, "Well, Jackie, you're so strong, or whatever." But I had actually disassociated and didn't know. I didn't even know I was having it. I was responding from it, and then having to look at it and saying, "Well, someone as tough as me has anxiety—that doesn't make sense." So it took me oh, at least a decade to actually find compassion for my anxiety, talk about my anxiety. I couldn't even tell my friends and family. I lied and denied it. You at least went to people, so I have such respect for you. And what it did to me for, because of health in terms of migraines, it brought on seizures, fibromyalgia, all sorts of things storing this anxiety. But when we actually say this is just anxiety like I did on Wednesday, I don't know where it's coming from at the moment. My ego's trying to trick me, and that's okay. And I just sat with it, and I let it pass through my body. I just sat oh. with it. I let my body feel scared. I let I watched how my mind was running. Cat sat on my lap, and three hours later, it was gone. And so we don't always have to push ourselves into the situation. You obviously sat with it a lot of the time, shared with friends, did nothing about it. But all along your spirit was guiding you and saying you can find enlightenment around the story. You you have the strength within you. You have the courage within you. Yeah. And that's what I did. And an, and another thing that you said that I just love is um is that you spoke to your children before you took it on. <laughs> I think that's incredible. How old are your kids?
1: Um, my youngest one is nine, mm-hmm. and the oldest one is 12.
0: And what did they say to you when you shared with them that you were going to take this on and give it a go and get back on the highway?
1: Oh, well, they was, They actually said, Mom, take it as an adventure, Oh, that we're going on an adventure. And uh, yeah, so they were the ones that actually, uh, they sat in the car with me, actually. That's fantastic. So... <laughs> Because they didn't want me to go alone, and my big son sat in the front, and he played like, you know, all my kind of music that I'm familiar with, that I'm able, like he would, whenever I was getting a bit too shaky, he would say, Mom, sing the song, sing your song. So it it changed my focus. Instead of focusing on my anxiety Mm -hmm. and, you know, losing that control, I focused on the song and started singing with them in the car. And, it, it you know, it just kept it going. It drove all the way to Shlana and back.
0: I love and did. I love the wisdom of children. I love the wisdom of children is how clever they were to get you to connect with something that fed your spirit. Yes,
1: the thing is, they are just kids, and they could think of, of something like that. And here me, their mom, the adult, who couldn't even, <laughs> you know, come up with a, a plan like that. So... Children are brilliant, eh? Children they have a mind of their own but they come up with the most brilliant plans and it works. <laughs> well, you know, we're actually all
0: born. The day we are born, we are born just spirit and body. And then we take on a yes. soul and mind identity down the line and then how we frame our children interfere. But the child is so wise. And how often oh. we want to shut that down and not trust their inner voice because they know what it is to be connected to spirit. Yep. And, yes, we then put them into school and we push them on a mind narrative and a bodied narrative, be good at sports, be good academically. And yet when we listen to the spirit of a child, the wisdom that is there, you know, you can you can watch yep. two, three-year-olds that can teach us the importance of staying yep. connected. So I just love your boys. our oh, boys, both <laughs> boys, you said, hey? Yep. I think you must look at them every day, just give them a big hug and say, and acknowledge the spirit, connect with them deeply so that they can stay connected with that because it's it's about courage, it's about connecting. And they gave you that. So incredible.
1: Yeah, I'm blessed to have them. I'm truly blessed to have
0: them. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Um,
1: to be honest, um, since I, 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 when I had realized my fear of, of driving on highways and freeways, and I was asking people around, you know, in the hopes that they would say, yeah, they have something similar to that. And this, these were the steps that they used to overcome it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But unfortunately, I didn't get that. But um, after the post, um, um, the post on, on your feed, mm-hmm. on your Facebook feed, um, I did receive some uh, messages stating that they, or, you know, certain people also have that fear oh. of climbing, but never mentioned it to anyone.
0: Oh, amazing. So...
1: I've actually, um, I'm in the process of creating, you know, get these bumper stickers and um, like these learner signs, you know, that you put in your vehicle, the self-adhesive one. So I'm actually in the process of designing one to say, anxious driver, please be kind or anxious driver, please go around. And I I, I want to distribute it to those people that are anxious drivers just to make have some kind of awareness to everyone that don't be hard and fast there's a reason why we're driving slow or whatever it may
0: be just be a little bit more kind That's all. well I'm going to um, ask people to put comments or send notes about this podcast um, I like the anxious driver please be kind or anxious driver yes. please be loved yeah. <laughs> um, you know we got a sign off soon so um, I could talk to you all day about this because you know I love mm-hmm. this material but, you know, the the thing is just to, to, what I love about this is how you're wanting to help other people now. And when we've had such an incredibly enlightening experience with our spirit, that's really the thing is we want to share and we want to help others. And that's, that really is our purpose in life is to be love. And our purpose in life is to serve and help others. And yeah. I, I, I want to share with you, I don't know if you know, Davina, but all, everything that I post on Facebook, all of these memes they come directly from God through me. I surrender and I and I, and I I ask, what is it you want me to share? Through the pain that I've gone through, through the suffering that I've gone through, you keep gifting me messages. And that was hard for me, sort of going from the world of finance into the world of, you know, talking about enlightenment, talking about being a revolutionary, talking about overcoming fear, trauma, dealing with these conversations of change, suffering, forgiveness. And, and it's why I told my story and wrote my book so that people could see that I'm as vulnerable, I'm as messy as the next person person so this is it resonates with you because it's inside you that's what I'm being asked to tell you so thank you for that share what comes to you with the readers with your friends help them overcome anxiety that's where we make a difference is by being a revolutionary and you carving out a path now as a revolutionary you're carving out a path to own your story celebrate your story and use it to help others overcome so I want to say such respect for you for being loved for your fear, being loved for your story and finding the chaos in, you know, finding the love in the chaos of life as to the love is now how you can share your story with other people and help people overcome. Any last words you have for our listeners today? Um, well, just
1: trust your gut, listen to yourself and, and just take that leap, take that chance pray or chant whatever you believe in, do it. If I can do it, I'm just an ordinary mum, <laughs> your regular mum that just did something, some might seem think small, but for me it was huge. Through my kids' eyes it, it was huge. So just take that chance. Listen to your gut and just take that chance. And um yeah, just be a little bit kinder to everyone.
0: That's wonderful. And you know, this work is very much about being integrated. And when your gut speaks to you, is to align it with your head, your heart, and Mm -hmm. your gut and your spirit, and then move from that space. And this is what Davina has accomplished. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. Thank you for sharing your story. And we will certainly have you back on the show again, I have no doubt. And you know that you are the first caller. We have got a lot of other people (laughs) lined up. I know it's so cool. We have a lot of other people lined up with questions and conversations that they want to have on Finding Love in the Chaos of Life, but you are officially our first, and I cannot thank you enough for waiting patiently while we were in production so that we could finally get you on the show.
1: Oh, no. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so much for everything. Um, I I, I wouldn't have gone so far without you. So... God bless you, and, and I wish you everything of the best. You're doing something incredible. You go full, full force ahead, and I'm with you, God is with you, the spirits are with you, and you will definitely accomplish whatever you wish. Uh, you've got a, a good head on your shoulders, and I love what you do. and I love what you do and, and the word that you spread to everyone. It's something I believe in as well. And yeah, I just wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share my story as well. I hope it helps others.
0: No, definitely and, yeah, will. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Jackie. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to getting back on our show in a week with Finding Love in the Chaos of Life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Love in the Chaos of Life. If you have any questions about today's discussion or would like to come on the show to share your questions or success stories, contact us on Instagram or Facebook.
1: If you enjoyed this episode and want to help spread the Dare to Be Love message, leave us a review or share with a friend.
0: Take the first step towards finding inner peace by meeting your spirit. To find out more, visit JackieBurnett.com. See, See you soon!
1: Hi, Jackie and Tanner here. This podcast is intended to inspire, support, and educate you as you journey through the chaos of life towards
0: inner peace. We do not offer any professional health or medical advice as we are not healthcare practitioners. If you are suffering from a clinical condition, mental or physical, please seek help from a certified health professional.
1: This podcast is a Sophie Blue Press production.